Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. And you guys, my oldest son turned 26 this weekend. Can you believe it that Brooks is 26? I could mean, not believe big. that. He's a pretty big, tall guy there. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a grown man. He's a grown he man. Is. He yeah. is a full grown man, as far yes. as I can tell. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and, and like literally the next day, we got the email from the health insurance, like, TikTok. He's got oh. till June 30th. So get, get on it. Okay. So that's all when right. you know now you're officially a grown up. So, <laughs> all right, Liz, what's happening? Okay. In your world? Yeah. What's happening in my world? Uh, I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm here in Santa Monica. Am I the only one that now that I'm, I'm now meeting people who I have never seen without a mask and I'm seeing them without their mask for the first time and I'm barely recognizing them. Is anyone else having that? <laughs> like, I, it's so weird. You think you you have imagined the bottom half of their face, but right. then the bottom half of their face is a lot different than you thought it was. So it's Liz, like, hey, I know what, what is? I yes, know what Julie. I know what you're talking about. I was actually disappointed when I saw somebody's mouth the other day for the first time. I'm not proud to say that, but it's like, oh, that's your mouth. I had imagined a completely different mouth. I know. You I know. know. Yeah. Well, well, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas, Texas. And yes, I'm checking out people's faces, apparently, along with my sister, Liz. Okay. Well, today on the show, um, it's just us. We have a lot going on, though, to talk about. Um, let's see. We, we all did something on our week off, so we're going to fill you in. Some of us went places. Other people just put caftans on. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to going to talk about that. We have a couple of upcoming book clubs to tell you about and a couple of other items under entertaining sisters we want to talk about. And then by request, a lot of people asked us, hey, what do you guys think of what's happening um, with Naomi Osaka? So it's we love tennis. We love women's sports. It's something we talk about a lot. So we'll be checking in on that, getting our opinions. And then Julie bringing us a roundtable again. Uh, we're roundtabling tipping, post-pandemic okay. tipping. Now oh. what happened? Yeah. Now what happens, right? Do you go back to your old habits or do you stay at your COVID levels? Okay. No. <laughs> Question. Think about it. We're going to round. I haven't even it. thought about that yet. Okay. Thanks for the warning. Okay. But can we start by welcoming uh, probably the newest satellite sister to the universe? And that would be Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor. <laughs> yeah. Lily? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how she's going to write that name on her kindergarten paper. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that she's going to go by Lily. You know, that's yeah. all she'll need to put on her paper. Right, you know, right. The rest of us have to put more names. But very happy about the new baby, okay? Uh, yes. And mm -hmm. uh, I just, you know, babies bring a great deal of joy. And I hope the baby brings great joy uh, to the whole family. That's what I'm Yes, 
Okay, that's nice. You think the the baby might have a unifying effect, Julie? Yes, that is what I'm hoping for. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. That's it's a lot on your shoulders, little little bit. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, all right. I have a quick update. You know, since uh, since I broke my leg at the beginning of the year, each week I've been telling you about my hashtag little victories, just because it's hard to get things done, but I'm making a lot of progress. One just huge discovery this week, and then one little victory. The huge discovery is that I I was checking on my um, my physical therapist's correct name, and because you know I just refer to her as the beast because she is a beast, and which is what you need in PT, right? So I go and I Google her, and what pops up is the most amazing thing. The beast sisters is a former professional wrestler. That's why she's a beast. Wow. <laughs> My God, these pictures popped up. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, that's the energy I feel from her, for sure. So anyway, I just thought that was funny, and I wanted to share that. My little victory for the week, though, is that last week um, I was getting into my car, and, you know, I can drive myself now, which is a huge victory. Huge, yeah. Yes, huge, to be able to get myself to my PT appointments and do a few other things. Well, that's really all I do is go to my PT appointment. Um, (laughs) That's okay, Liz. It's working, right? prioritizing it's totally working so then i'm getting into my car and it and i look down and i realize that i still have my snow tires on my car here it is it's june in los angeles and because the accident happened when i was driving home from bend oregon in the middle of the winter i had my snow tires on at the time for the drive up and down to oregon and Things being what they were the first half of this year, I just never quite got around to swapping out the tires the way I normally would. So here's this week's little victory is I took my snow tires off. There you go. Got regular tires on the car halfway through the year. I think that's I think that counts. Oh, absolutely. Give yourself full credit for that. I mean, that must be quite a sight in Southern California, driving around with snow tires. That's right. Well, I mean, I love the people at my tire store. It's this really nice couple that runs it. And when I drove in, she was like, where have you been? We've been waiting for you. So I had some explaining to do, but... Anyway, Mary, that's, it. that's nice that you have such a close relationship with. Oh, I do. Tire yes, store. yes, good. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of driving, I took a, I took a little. Uh, my husband and I took a little um, mini uh, break last week, or a little road trip. And you know what we wanted to do? We wanted to see parts of Texas that we hadn't seen. Now, as you can see from the map, it's a pretty darn big state here. We got, and uh, so we just headed west on our trip. And, you know, some people, when they travel, they like to really drill down, have every moment planned. We like to do kind of a combination where we, you know, we had a place to stay and we had some ideas of what we were going to do, but we also like to freestyle it, you know, just uh, go with, go with the flow and Mm. be a little spontaneous. Mm. But we had, we drove around in Stevens County and Parker counties. You can, that's sort of west, due west of Dallas. Not too far, like two hours. Very pretty, beautiful wildflowers. Uh, we, you know, we did some hiking uh, and uh, we drove around to some cute towns and we stopped in the little town of Coleman, Texas. Okay. And this is, it was about lunchtime. And again, we didn't do a lot of planning. Uh, I know, you know, many people would have relied on their phones to find a place for lunch. We didn't do that. We just, Mm -hmm. we saw a place, uh, it was called Coleman Coldwater Cattleman's Steakhouse. (laughs) And 
there were a lot of cars parked out front. So we thought we're going to go here because okay. this looks like a good place. People are, you know, are in there, you know, that's, that's a good sign. We went inside. It was, it was wonderful. So they, they specialize, you know, in big steaks, but it was lunchtime. So we each had a jalapeno cheeseburger, which is a rare event for me, but mm. it was on a homemade jalapeno be- a bun and a jalapeno cheeseburger. It was pretty darn good. But then we were like in the mood because we were on our little mini break. We said, what is your most popular side? You know, I just was like, I'm going to let the waitress, this nice waitress, tell me. And she said, mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever had mashed potatoes with a hamburger before? (laughs) No. Okay. She, well, first of all, the hamburger came, it was as big as my head. Okay. This is like giant, we're in, you know, Coleman, cold water cattleman steak, they don't, steakhouse. Okay. Giant hamburger. Supersize it, babe. Yeah. Supersize. And then there was a mound of mashed potatoes. I, I like a quart of mashed potatoes. That's all I can say. It was, there was so much, but they were deliciously. And I think they had a little like ranch salad dressing in mashed potatoes. I don't know. Is that have you ever made mashed potatoes with ranch dressing? No, no. But I think they do in Coleman's. <laughs> I, Coleman's. I mean, right? No judgment. Just not. Yeah, not a favorite. Oh, no. Oh, 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 they were amazing. They yeah. were amazing. But there was no way I could make it through the mound and right. uh, or the burger. And our nice waitress came over and she said, "You want? Do you want to have a box?" And I, I said, no, you know, because we're driving around. I, right. I, I figured I'm not going to mm-hmm. want to eat some cold mashed potatoes later on. And she said, mm. well, you know, if you leave hungry, it's your own fault. That's what she <laughs> that's, that's their motto. I like it. <laughs> hmm. That's it. Okay. That's my whole story. I ordered mashed potatoes. That's it. I don't have anything else. But well, for I, people that don't know you that well, Julie, that is a dramatic headline. <laughs> Go, going out to lunch and ordering mashed potatoes. It's a whole new world for Julie Dolan. Okay. Right. And, if, and if you leave hungry, it's your own fault. Okay? Okay. It's words to live by. Uh, well, I wanted to follow up because I had so much excitement from uh, the caftan notification of a couple weeks ago when I posed the question to you, is this the summer of caftans for me? Um, I had been inspired by some popular culture, by a book I read and several TV shows like Halston and Hacks, which has featured caftans lately. And I just thought, is this it? Is this the summer of the caftan? And I got such a positive response from the Satellite Sisterhood that then it was all I could think about is I have to get that caftan (laughs) as soon as possible. Like I cannot delay. And um, my, you know, my issue, of course, is that I am not tall. I am, uh, I'm a five, I mean, I was five, four, and now I'm not even five, four anymore, which is concerning. Um, yeah. But uh, I know, right? Yeah, yeah that happens. It's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, so, um, so I was concerned I would just, fi- it would just be too long and it would just be too much and I wasn't going to find the right one. And people had fantastic suggestions. We have a lot of caftan wearers in the Satellite Sisterhood. Then there was a whole other group of people that warned me not to get a caftan because I was going to look like Mrs. Roper from the <laughs> 70s sitcom <laughs> Three's Company, who frankly had not, has not popped into my head since 1979. <laughs> but um, so I wasn't worried about that until people posted that I should be worried about that um but someone posted that they found one at cost plus and i thought oh ding 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 because there's a cost plus near me and 
it was the right price point for an entry level caftan. You know what I mean? I there right. were some beautiful caftans people posted, but I wasn't even sure if the silhouette was going to work for me. So mm -hmm. I thought thirty nine bucks that is right. That's the yeah. right number uh -huh. for a cotton caftan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I went to the cost plus. I happened to be leaving my house that day too, which is rare. <laughs> so I went to the cost plus, and I I purchased two thirty nine dollar caftans. And I have enjoyed every minute of wearing those caftans. So I would say, yes, it was a good move for me. But Julie, you were uh, right. When what? you mentioned flammability, okay? <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, because it's so drapey, you can't, uh, you know, well, near the stove, it's a hazard. Yes, I cook a lot. It's yes. a lot of material, you uh -huh. know? And that's the point, is that it's dramatic and loose and you have these butterfly wings. And so the first night I was wearing one of the calf tans, test driving it, and I'm in the kitchen and my 23 year olds came home from work and the only, the first words out of his mouth were, whoa, what's happening here? When he looked, <laughs> at, <laughs> he looked at me, like, what, what is this? <laughs> and then Barrick was like, huh? Like he just didn't know, they didn't know what to make of it. They were like, don't say a word, don't say yeah, a word. Just, yeah, just right. Yeah. But I do find that it's a lot of material around open flames. Mm -hmm. So right. I would I would not barbecue in a caftan. Like <laughs> you, I I sauteing made me a little nervous in the uh -huh. caftan. So okay. I even if you don't smoke or anything like no, that. No, yeah, I yeah. mean my gosh. I, what about so, votive candles? They could be dangerous <laughs> too. I know well, you have a lot of those in your house. Well, you often hear it's like hostess wear. You're supposed to put on your fancy caftan to be a hostess. And I think that that must be a party where you have full help because then yes. you can't, you, you can't even like clear a table because it's a lot of material. So because so, then your sleeves are falling and dipping yes. sauces and all stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, and you can't wear an apron with a caftan. No, That's Julie, really that would just, uh -huh. well, that, I mean, you could, but you'd really look foolish. I would look really foolish. So uh, that is not a flattering silhouette at all. <laughs> no. So I would say the highest and best use of the caftan for me is when you really don't have to do anything. Like Sunday night, it was peak caftan moment. I had taken a nice swim in the pool. Liz, you drove out. We had a yes. swim. We had a long swim in my pool and a dip in the hot tub, fully yeah. relaxed. Then I was going out to dinner. So I had an hour to kill. And that was perfect. Post-swim, put on the caftan, yeah. poured a nice glass of iced tea, and read a book for an hour. Perfect. Perfect use of the okay. <laughs> perfect use of the caftan. <laughs> and it's nice for after dinner lounging. But it's not, it's not, I find the the long caftan a little bit tough to cook in. So that's okay. that's my cautionary tale. For okay. You. Like All someone right. asked, should I wear can I wear a caftan to a wedding? And you could, but I think you would knock over all the wine glasses at the table, like just <laughs> trying. And then dancing in a caftan, that is also hard for me to, to imagine. Oh, yeah. But so lounging, do, you, do you think they're going to be, you're going to, are, are you going to continue to acquire caftans or? Uh, I think I have caftans to. do you have to have? Yeah. Have a caftan lifestyle, I guess. I don't, I only have two. I think that's good for me with my limited usage that, yeah, I think it's good for me. Like, unless I went on a nine month cruise somewhere and again, that I, <laughs> I get a few more. I get a few more. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it could be the perfect signal to both your son and your husband, Leanne, that you're off duty, right? Because <laughs> that's true, Liz. You're not cooking, you're not serving, you're not, you're like, when, 
when mom's got the caftan on, just back off. She's, <laughs> she's, caftan not, time. she's done. It's caftan time. <laughs> so I think you could get everyone trained to respect caftan time. Okay. That's, that's Liz, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. I got to work on that. <laughs> I'm going to work on that, but I do appreciate the enthusiasm and all the questions and all the responses yeah. and the suggestions. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm a proud Captain owner now. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, Naomi Osaka. We have a couple of other news stories to talk about, but first we have uh, a couple of um, thoughts from our sponsors. So we'd like to thank a few sponsors. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your Butcher Box account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your Butcher Box on vacation, which is. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, Leanne, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we did want to talk about Naomi Osaka. That was a major news story last week. We love sports. We love women's sports. We love tennis. We love Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who are, were not following this, um, last week, Naomi Osaka, she announced at the beginning of the French Open that she would not participate in the post-match news conferences. And that's, that's a requirement at these tournaments. You, as you come off the court, you have to talk to the media. So the French Open said they were going to fine her. And in fact, they did fine her $15,000 after her first match when she skipped the press conference. So then in response to that, she withdrew entirely from the tournament. And then she posted on Twitter, she explained why, that she was, had really struggled with bouts of depression and that speaking to a room full of journalists just caused her serious anxiety. And she just couldn't do it and didn't want to do it. So it was, I think at first, a lot of people had the reaction, which I'll admit, I kind of did. Like, well, you know, the athletes really need to talk to the media because that's how the rest of us know about what happened at the match. But also it helps promote the sport and it especially helps promote female athletes and women's sports. You know, it's great to see them get the coverage they deserve. That's how the sport stays in the news. Um, but on the flip side, 
I don't know. I was thinking about it. Like, when was the last time anything interesting actually got said in a post-game interview? Right. You know, like, it's, is it one of those things that's just a relic? And there's so much other media going on now. There, there are probably other better ways for the athletes to be able to share their point of view um, with the media and with fans of the sport. So, but it is for her to step out and talk about her anxiety, her depression, and just struggling with mental illness issues. That's a dramatic change in sports where previously athletes would not have admitted to something like that. And I think that's a super healthy development. What do you think? Right. I, I, I would agree, Liz. I, I would agree. My initial reaction was it's kind of part of the deal. It yeah. is the way yeah. these tournaments survive. It's the way they attract sponsors. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's part of the job. No, there's not a single athlete in the world that likes doing press conferences, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. not one. And they have to do them whether they win or lose. It's, it's very hard. Uh, but, but the more you learned about it, you more you thought, wow, this is a very brave young woman. But there's a, I had a lot of questions about the team around her, about the WTA. It just felt like the way it came out was so strange, mm -hmm. you know, like she yeah. was out there all by herself, like I know. trying to change this system yeah. that has been in place for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree yeah. with you, Leanne. You know, I mean, you watch any tennis, you see that all the players, they have a team around them. They have a coach and a nutritionist and a physical therapist and what, whatever else. I just was surprised that she didn't get more protection from that team that in fact her team that if in fact she that she has been suffering from depression why she didn't take more time off i mean mm -hmm. you know or why did she enter into some of these very lucrative uh, contracts if she really wasn't feeling well you know and that i don't know the answer there i don't know you know because i don't know what goes on within her team maybe maybe you know maybe this was totally her at her direction um but it just seems like she's a young player there were a lot of people around her who make a living you know supposedly supporting her in her professional career uh that you know that they need to provide her help too that's what i yeah think. yeah yeah you know she's 23 now but she's been on the tour for a while i just i mean having been behind the scenes at a lot of these tennis tournaments the life of these young athletes on the tennis tour is so weird i mean it's true in a lot of sports mm -hmm. with the young athletes but tennis because it's so global it's just this traveling circus and you're an individual athlete you're not in a team so like that makes it hard to to stay up you have this pressure to play all the time because of exactly what you just said julie you're supporting this whole team i mean right you've got you're paying all, those people all these right. people are on your payroll and exactly. so even though they have they say they have your best interest at heart they also want you to keep playing and you know or you see i would always see a lot of athletes who besides the big tournaments they'd be flying all over the world playing these paid exhibitions because that's what their agents and their team told them they needed to do to really maximize their earnings so it's i think it's so much more pressure on them than yeah. the average fan sees and so she it just may not be something that she can handle or it may be remember when the williams sisters were young and they would just yeah. opt out of um 
certain tournaments because they didn't want to play too much. And people were always on their backs about that. Right. It was exactly the right thing for them to do. Right. They, they were always super careful about not being out there too much, not extending themselves. So I don't know. It's, it's, I'm happy for her that she could speak up, but I'm, yeah, I think it's sad that it sort of came to this. It didn't need to. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a very odd thing. Like the women's tennis association, the WTA, uh, you know, they only have 1600 members, right? It's not a giant association. She's one of the top stars, if not the top star in the world today, in terms of public interest. Uh, it just feels like they could have helped her out personally. Like if yeah. she didn't feel like she could go to them and say, listen, I, things are a little rough. Could I just get a buy on this tournament that they need to be a lot more flexible and look out for the players as opposed to just the tournaments and the sponsors there? I don't know what they're doing if they're not looking out for the players. Like, yeah, we saw this a year ago when it was the controversy over, controversy over women taking time off to give birth. Uh-huh. losing their rankings right yes. and yeah. like how hard could this be it's a it's a couple dozen players figure it out there's got to be a better way but it just thinks makes me think like they need a bylaws review where's the mm-hmm. parliamentarian of the wta <laughs> i think of all the committees i've sat on when i've had to do the bylaw reviews as the parliamentarian they just need to update everything because they're doing things the way they did 30 years ago with these press conferences and here's poor naomi out here on social media trying to create this for herself. And that's not the answer. Like, no, no. Being all by yourself out on social media, that's not great either. Like that's yeah, a whole no. other full-time yeah, job for her. Right. So, And that's not necessarily a totally healthy world either. No, my gosh. No, yeah. no it's absolutely yeah. not. So, yeah, yeah, maybe a bunch of cranky old sports writers, you know, asking you the same questions over and over again is a better way. But I just, I, I yeah. just... Yeah, she was very brave to speak up about it, but I just I hope it just makes, you know, her sport take a look around and say how can we really protect these young players in a in a in a yeah. way that's uh, in step with modern communication tools. You know what, Leanne, there another thing thinking about new rules, there's a big issue now for the female athletes going to Tokyo as the teams are all getting picked in various sports, that the athletes who are mothers naturally want to bring their babies with them. But because there's such a limitation for the number of people that can go, there's this whole issue, well, you can't bring your baby because then we have to leave a coach home. Or then we, I mean, that's what they're doing to these women now. Like, you can't, you can't bring your children like this is how you live your life is traveling with your children it seems like that's another thing that we could think through and update right right yeah i i just did we're talking about like worldwide a relatively small number of women that compete at an elite athletic level you know right that they could change their well let's hope that you know that first of all that naomi gets the support she needs to feel better and that but that this incident can can sort of really be the impetus for that kind of change yeah i I don't Mm -hmm. know because there's a lot of forces that like hey we're making you know we have this whole machine you know everybody you know they're making a lot of money from the current system yeah right 
Also, right. there's so much extra pressure on the women yeah. to just have these winning personalities, right. you know? And, you know, the men can be cranky, cranky right. get away with Horrible. it. Yes. Yeah, but the, the women can't really get away with it. I noticed something on Twitter this weekend. I was watching a track meet and somebody commented on the commentary and they said, it's weird that, and then they named the sportscaster, it's weird that so-and-so never comments on male athletes having a, quote, world-class smile. And it's true, like every, these are all the little things that the women are dealing with all the time that the men don't have to deal with either. I can see why it would really get to you if you didn't have a super strong constitution and a lot of support around you. Right. You know, there's a great sports writer for the New York Times, Karen Krauss, and um, she wrote a great piece on Michelle Wee, you know, the golf phenomenon, who it seems like she's been around forever, but she's just in her 30s. And I'll put the, a link to that in the, the Facebook group, because there are a lot of parallels to what Michelle has gone through with what Naomi is going through now. And Michelle has started to speak up about some of the things she experienced when she was younger. And as you said, Liz, couldn't really afford to speak up about because she had to be this winning personality yes. mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, it, you can't be the squeaky wheel and, and get the endorsement deals sometimes, which is, it's tough. So. Yeah. Uh, some people yeah. are naturally that way and good for right. them, but right. other people, it's just a whole extra job. There's so much pressure. Right. 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 Well, can we talk about another outstanding female athlete, Simone Biles, who won uh, her seventh yeah. national gymnastics championship this weekend here in Fort Worth? Um, and I'm going to put this in the good for her category because now she's going on to the Olympic trials, but and she will be participating in the in the Olympics. But I would have to say I'm really proud of her because they had a story that after the Olympics. She has organized her own Gold Over America tour. That's get that G O A T. You know, because they call her. Oh. oh. They call her the goat. She has this uh, uh, the goats on her uh, leotards now for the greatest of all time. <laughs> but here's what she's doing. She's trying to take control of her image and of what happens to her. You know, you, typically um, after the Olympics, some of the uh, some of the athletes will go on tour and they do these ex exhibitions, but they don't control it. And what I like about Simone Biles is that she's doing a 35 city extravaganza, but it's her tour mm. and she's going to take some of the other gymnasts with her. Um, so I like that. Hey, I mean, I think that's the, that's the kind of thing that, you know, more female athletes need to do is to take control of their image and their destiny in a, in a different way than they have in the past. So that, those should be good. I might get, yeah. I might get tickets for my <laughs> granddaughter, Alice. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 You know, I heard a sports reporter from the Washington post on the radio last night talking about Simone Biles and what a joyful person she is. And that even in her own practices and things, she just has a, a light touch with people and she brings great joy to everything. And that is a completely different type of personality than, right. you know, than say someone like Naomi, who obviously, um, that has not her natural calling. So it's interesting. To see. I love the fact that she has the goats on her. Oh, I on know. Her that's, that's just is, so smart. She is incredible. And if you're ever like sitting around in your caftan and had something to do, just watch some of her videos online. They are just amazing. You don't have to know anything about gymnastics to appreciate them. <laughs>
It, it, that's true. Even my husband was mesmerized last night when we were watching the news and they just replayed like her, all of her winning floor uh, performances over the weekend. Yeah. You know, the goat is named Goldie on her uniform, on her. Uh, oh, really? Goat Ooh, Goldie, which is, yep. again, perfect. Oh, perfect. Okay. She's, she's so heads and tails above everybody else. It's, I don't even know what to say. I mean, yeah. I, yep. it's a pleasure to live in the golden age of Simone Biles is what I <laughs> To get some tickets for when she comes to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Can we talk about aliens for a second? Sure. You know, I just. Oh, yeah. Them. Just a, just a lot of. Uh, why are we do all of a sudden have all this alien news and UFO news? So I'm just fascinated, like, why this is front page news every day now. So um, as you may have read, uh, unidentified flying objects or what the United States government calls unidentified aerial phenomenon have been the subject of a, um, of a report that the Defense Department is working on. And there's been this secretly funded program that invested all the reports of military encounters. You know, you've probably seen some of that on the news where you have like these yes. Navy, Navy pilots saying, what is that out there? <laughs> <laughs> and so they, uh, they had the special task force and their mission was to detect, analyze, and catalog sightings of strange objects in the sky that could potentially pose a threat to US national security. So they, what they really want do is these people up in the planes to speak up if they saw something instead of being too embarrassed to say something. So anyway, so they've done this whole report and the New York Times had sort of a brief advanced look at the report. And basically um, the report says, yeah, mm, we think the vast majority of these happenings are really not caused by any US advanced technology programs. And, mm -hmm. and but they're probably not aliens and UFOs either. So in other words, most of them are not UFOs. Well, what kind of, thanks for nothing, Defense Department. I, I didn't, I, I think people expected like, okay, here, here we go. We're going to confess everything we already know. Yeah. And it appears like it's not really going to be that. It's going to be like, yeah, mm, we can't prove it. And so I, I for one was disappointed. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to be able to disprove uh, anything, uh, but even part of me believed that. Well, if they have these like secret things that they have found and the government is hiding from us, they're going to confess. So it feels like they're not going to confess, sisters. Are you as disappointed <laughs> as I am? No, I, I have to say I, I've had so much like with COVID and stuff. I, I don't care about aliens. I mean, you I just like, nope. No, okay. so I have no room for aliens. That's that's my position. <laughs> well, do you believe in aliens? Uh, Liz, I don't. I don't want to talk about them. Okay. I, don't, I have no room. No, out. Okay. They're out. All right. They're not, they're not in. I'm not doing. Okay. Them. All right. I'm not doing aliens. Liam. Julie, Julie's out. Leon. Uh, you know, I find it hard to believe we're the only people in the in the universe. I yeah. mean, it's it's vast. Like something yep. may be happening, but mm. do I think aliens keep circling earth and going, Hmm, not yet. We're not going to land yet. Like, no, I don't know. So I think there's phenomenon out there and stuff we don't even know about. And somewhere a million galaxies away, maybe there's another planet like ours, but my husband was pretty convinced all those foot, all that footage because it's just a fly on the windshield. It's a fly. <laughs> I was like, I think the planes are going at like Mach two. I don't think it's a fly on the windshield. Hmm. But hmm. that was his—that was his astute analysis of 
decided. See, what I love about this subject is everybody gets to have their own analysis, right? That's right. That's so my analysis is that number one, the universe is so vast that yes, there's probably something else out there. What are the chances that there isn't? Slim. So yeah, there's probably something else out there. But number two, the universe is so vast that the odds that we would find each other are pretty long. That's what I think. You know, they could be so far. How would they find us on earth? How would we find them? I think it's a long shot. So, you know, I don't know what I'm, I'm rejecting the fly on the windshield theory. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm embracing the idea that there are things we don't understand that are happening, but I was really hoping that hoping that this report would help us understand a few more of those things, but no, no. So, Okay, so here's another interesting space note, and then I'll stop torturing you, Julie. Uh, you may have noticed that, of course, Amazon, all the, all the billionaires have their own space companies now, because right, yeah. the cool thing to do is go to space. So Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos, his space company is called Blue Origin. And he, he announced yesterday that the first passenger in space uh, on Blue Origin is going to be him, that he, that he is going to space. So that's when I thought, well, maybe, maybe he's just going back to his home planet. Maybe that would be good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that explains Jeff Bezos and how he has done what he has done. And uh, he could go up in that Blue Origin rocket and we may never see him again. And that would be fun, right? Yeah. That would, that would, then it would give us something to talk. Would you talk about aliens then, Julie, if Jeff Bezos just disappeared? <laughs> okay. Would okay. you be willing to entertain the notion uh, that he's that, flying If home? that one circumstance happens, then, then I'll focus on <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I won't even tell you that Richard Branson also announced yesterday he's going up in space. Sure. Right. Uh, let's sure. let all the billionaires All go the billionaires. Up. Get in your yeah. spacecrafts and go away. Yeah. yeah. We don't care if you ever come back. Uh, anyway. The money. Just leave uh, the money. Yeah. Just leave the money, go up in your spaceships. <laughs> so that's my space report. That's okay. it. Okay. Well, one final topic here on Earth that I think is and we should all have grounding on. You know, we're coming out of COVID, of course. Has this changed your tipping policy? Because I know, you know, all last year, anything that required a tip, you know, whether I was getting my hair cut or whether I was having food delivered, I really tried to express my gratitude to essential workers in my tip. I tipped large because I really felt like that was the right thing to do. Have you changed your tipping habits now that more things are opening up or returning to some kind of normalcy? Mm. Mm. Um, you know, I was faced with this dilemma this weekend because I've always tipped food service workers a lot, having been in food service, right? So, but I was with you, Julie, I didn't have a lot of personal services, but coming back in, I thought, well, the first tip at the hairdresser or at the nail salon, I'm going to tip big is a thank you for the last year. Um, then, then go back to normalcy, but with the food service workers, I was tipping because I felt like they were also providing an extra service, like, you know, the curbside delivery, for instance. Yes. Mm -hmm. We went to order from our pizza place, curbside delivery over. So oh, now, no. That is a tragedy. And now I have to like park the car, go, go in in your caftan to get your pizza, right? Exactly yeah. right. Oh, I was yeah. not planning on leaving my car. I was dressed to not leave my car, Julie. And so uh, I thought, okay, I'm just going to go back to the normal tipping as opposed to the extra tipping now. But, you know, we were getting excellent service. But I, I think it's okay to go back to your normal tipping level. Mm-hmm. 
Provided How about you, Liz? I hadn't really thought this through. I have been so, obviously, in my situation, so dependent on the delivery to my door uh, aspect of getting all my groceries now. That's pretty much it. I haven't really been out anyplace else. But um, I was, so yeah, I could see that it would be time to go back to normal. One thing I'm very happy that they just announced last week here in California, one thing that will not be going back to normal post-pandemic is to-go cocktails. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's sweeping the nation. That is, that is a here, we have it in Texas too. Yeah, yeah, margaritas to-go. Yeah. So, so it's not that I don't really value the work of essential workers, but um, I guess I value even more the essential, uh, essential bartenders or something. I don't know. So, but yeah, I think, I think it's right. okay to go back to normal tipping levels. Well, how about you, Julie? Is it is well? I, I I'm still on the fence, so I'm okay. going to at least for this month. I'm going to continue to tip large until okay. That's all right. That's, I really appreciate everything that people have done in the last year, and that's that's where I'm going to uh, stay right now until the Great. end. Okay. Yeah, mainly I'm, hi I'm happy to see that many of them are getting hired back at higher pay rates. That's yes. really what they deserve, yeah. right. you know, say a higher hour hourly wage. And with the labor shortage, maybe, maybe that will be the outcome of all of this, which would be good. That would be better for the workers than depending on our tips. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Liz. Not better than to-go cocktails, but better than <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, coming up, we have Entertaining Sisters. I'm going to tell you about a new Sweeney Sisters book club and an opportunity to see the video I worked on for the State Department. Um, but first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You, can, you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. 
Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, you guys, guess what? Uh, I did a great book club last week for the Sweeney Sisters. My Bring Your Own Book Clubs are back on Crowdcast. And I want to thank everybody that showed up. We had about 20 people. It was super lively discussion. Great questions are slightly different every time, and I really love doing these. So I wanted to remind you of the next one, which is June 16th at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, so that's a Pacific time. I try to switch it up, Pacific and East Coast, so we can accommodate everybody's schedules. And then I just added another one, June 23rd. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. Oh, okay. All June right. 16th, 7 p.m. Pacific, June 23, 7 p.m. Eastern. I was going to do it the next week. And then I realized, well, that's the Olympics and I'm going to be watching <laughs> the Olympics. So forget it. We're going to be, we're going to get in a second, another book club here uh, before the Olympics, June 16th, June 23. The link will be in the show notes. The link is also all over social media. It's at my website. Speaking of my website, I have been encouraging people to use my contact sheet, right? Have yeah, I been, yeah. Yes, just, sure. Hey, yeah, I would yeah. love just to go speak. to your website. Yes. Yes. Just go to leandolan.com. Yeah. 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 Do it. Just do it because I, I pay a lot of money to maintain that website. So please go there. And, uh, and so, um, and uh, you know, you have a book club or you have an organization you want me to speak at this fall. We can do it. Let's go for it. You guys, don't you know? <laughs> In the spring, I couldn't even talk about it because it was so upsetting. My website disappeared. And it was because the host, uh, they just took it down. Okay, they it's, a, it's the aliens, Leon. It's an alien oh. attack. Yeah. I would tip them. Uh-uh. I was supposed to renew it, but they never sent me any renewal notices. Oh. And you know, we've been in the website business a long time, haven't yes. we, Liz? Yes. And we're used to websites sending us two to 300 uh reminders a day. right yeah. every day yeah. reminders like yeah. and i take them very seriously and this was a new host for me and i never got any of the emails and in the middle of a pandemic as a small business they just took my website down and never so, tried to contact me so, so i had to rebuild the whole website oh my, my webmaster did Long story short, the contact thing wasn't redirected to my email. So I had a whole bunch of requests in there that I didn't know about. So I want to apologize for that. I was glad to be able to reconnect with so many Satellite Sisters, like Trish, spoke to her book club last night, (laughs) many people. I appreciated that. But my contact is working again. Please go to leandolan.com for contact if you want me to be there. Um, I'm not going to mention the name of the Bluehost. I'm not going to mention the name of the terrible <laughs> company, Bluehost. That took my webs- website down. Yeah, that's good. Been holding that. Yeah. Down. Yeah. That's not the I'm same host we have for SatelliteSisters.com. Yeah. So. The worst thing, of course, is I had to renew the contract with that terrible provider because that was the easiest thing to do. So there was yeah. no moral victory. There was nothing. There was okay. no satisfaction. But you Darn. know what? It's working now. It's a small thing moving forward. But um, that's very mature. Thank you, Julie Bluehost. Uh, so <laughs> I also want to mention- hey, what, what else do you have? You got a lot going on, Liam. <laughs> I also want to mention that, um, you know, I worked on that video, the International Women of Courage Celebration. Yes, we saw I told it. you yes. all about it, produced we that global event. So that is now for the next week available for anyone to view. So I have posted the link at the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. 
Um, Liz, I think we can post the link in the show notes. Yes, I put it. I put a link in the show notes. It right. takes you to the website. Yes. Right. So the mini site is up until June 15th. So you have a week to watch that. You will need to put in your email to get access to it. Um, and then I'm also going to put a link in pep talk, but if you want to see that it's one hour, it's really inspiring stories of these incredible female leaders all over the globe. We were lucky enough to work with Lisa Ling and Rachel Scott of ABC news and Willow Bay, who all participate in the video. Lisa Ling interviews some of these amazing women. And you're going to get to meet diplomats from all over the world. If you wondered, what does an ambassador look like or charge d'affaires in the Democratic Republic of the Congo? It's really fun to see the diplomats at work and they all appear in the video. So uh, I would love it if if you want to take a look at that. So the link is available and you have one week to do that. Yeah, um, you know, Leah, I know you said you produced an event and you produced a video, but when when you watch this, people, it is so much more than that. It's just such an uplifting message, so many interesting voices from all over the world, both, yes. you know, what U.S. diplomats are doing all over the world, but also what these women are doing in these home countries. So it's super, super yeah, uplifting. It's, yeah, definitely worth your while to watch that. Yes. Yeah, it's one hour. It's one hour, and I do think it's worth it. Thank you, Liz. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate that. Okay, coming up on Satellite Sisters in the next couple weeks. Next week, we have author Stephen Rowley on. His book, The Gunkle, is just an absolute delight. I loved it. Uh, So we're going to be talking to him. Claire Tanzi is going to be returning with the Summer Food Spectacular. And um, then we have Christina Baker-Klein coming on at the end of June for our Best Beach Bag Book Special. So we're going to get that list up in a couple of weeks, maybe sooner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) takes a long time for me to assemble that list and I'm still frantically reading. Uh, but then for sure, we'll go through all of our picks uh, at the last week in June when we talk about the exiles with Christina Baker Klein. Um, okay. That's what I've got. Entertaining sisters. Liz, oh go Oh my goodness. It. So much going on coming up on Satellite Sisters. So, oh yeah. So entertaining sisters this week. I wanted to mention one thing that you're already talking about in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, and that is uh, Sunday night's Kennedy Center Honors. I had mentioned last week that I had heard some behind the scenes because friends of mine were there behind the scenes. But if you watched that show on Sunday night, it was so much fun. You know, sisters, the problem this year, they have the, the five honorees. And so it was Debbie Allen, Midori, Joan Baez, Dick Van Dyke, and Garth Brooks. And normally what you see on the telecast is the giant theater full of people and the performances and all of that. They couldn't do any of that this year. So everything is done in much smaller settings over three days and then cut together into the special which means that a lot of the big performances, especially the dance performances, are outside around the Kennedy Center. So oh, things... That must and, be nice. It's a beautiful oh, it's, building. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I knew it was a beautiful building, Julie, but I never realized they had such a campus there. And so you see other parts of the whole Kennedy Center operation, and you really get a chance to appreciate what goes on there way beyond just the one fancy theater. So they have, I mean... How can you not want to see major dance numbers from fame be restaged to honor Debbie Allen? Come oh on. Oh, gosh. Oh, my I lo- gosh. I, I love that, that movie. I will yes. never not love that movie. <laughs> 
totally going back and rewatching that. And then they also, for Dick Van Dyke, restaged uh, numbers from, uh, from Mary Poppins. Oh. Anyway, so the whole thing, super great. It's still on the CBS app and on Paramount Plus. You can find, I'll leave it to you to find it. You can find it on your own. <laughs> Good but, one, Liz. But, it's, but it was really well done. It just felt very personal uh, because all the groups were smaller and it was, it was just a lovely, lovely show. In fact, I think the format in some ways was almost better than the normal just theater stuffed full of black tie people. So uh, anyway, so I recommend that. that. But then the other thing I wanted to mention is upcoming entertainment. You know, it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. I love going to the movies. Uh, it's something I do a lot, like in real life. Obviously, haven't done it at all lately. And I was trying to decide, like, well, when do I know when it's safe to go back to the movies? When yeah. am I really going to feel like that's a good idea? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not, I, I, like, I've decided. It's In the Heights is premiering this weekend. Uh, I've already bought my tickets. Not only did I decide I'm going to that movie, I need to see that on the big screen. I know it's on HBO Max. I don't care. I'm going to go to a movie theater to watch that movie. And I bought four tickets because three of my friends have said, sure, we're in. So we are going to see In the Heights this weekend. Now, for those of you that do not obsessively follow the career of Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> the way I do, In the Heights was his first musical. And so it was first off-Broadway and then on Broadway. It won a Tony Award for Best Musical. And then they made the movie, which was supposed to come out last summer, but obviously didn't come out last summer. So we've all been waiting for the movie to come out. Um, so this is it. This is the weekend. And it stars Anthony Ramos, who, again, obsessives like me, you all know, original cast of Hamilton people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so anyway, I'm very excited for my first movie. And actually, it's my first outing with friends, I guess, really, uh, in a normal way of just going to the movies. And then You're not combining the movie and physical therapy. So no. this is just... <laughs> Just the movie. Okay, that's great, Liz. Just the movie. There's some outdoor dining followed by the movie. That's okay. the plan, Julie. But that's almost like real life, don't you think? Yeah. Pretty yeah. darn close, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited. So more on that next week. Okay, that's it for the show this week. Well, that's suddenly surprised me, the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do seem surprised, Liam. I'm shocked. Uh. Um, all right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for helping us put the show together. Thank you, Sergio. Uh, Emily Loudermilk does our graphics and she does a wonderful job. If you don't follow us on Instagram, please do. We're at Sat Sisters and that's a chance to see Emily's work. We'd like to thank our team at Wondery. They do a fantastic job working with sponsors for us. We appreciate that. And we'd like to thank our sponsors for this week's Satellite Sisters support. Thanks to all of you. We appreciate it. Okay, uh, to-do list now. Liz, what, what do you got going on your to-do list? Okay, I have a last minute switch on what's on my to-do list. It's okay. Different, it's different than what's on the sheet of paper in front of you. I have... <laughs> Whoa. I didn't understand this one, so... <laughs> okay. okay, good. Then I'm going to have to hone that for next week. That was, that was cooking with Liz related. Um, okay. I have a mystery to solve, sisters, and I think it's in all of our best interest to solve the mystery. You know, I'm the one that picks up the mail at the Satellite Sisters P.O. Box, mm. or <laughs> right now, helpers pick up the mail for me, and then, so I'm the one that opens the mail. 
So last week we got an envelope that just contained about four little mini packages of a product called cat crap. And it's um, cat oh. crack or crap? Crap, C-R-A-P, cat, C-A-T, crap, C-R-A-P. Oh. Well, that, and it's, that doesn't wait. sound very nice. No, but wait, it is lens cleaner and anti-fogger. So the mystery is, I have no idea who sent this to us. I'm guessing it must be a satellite sister. Why else would we get? Why else would we get this in the mail? But also, I'd like to get to the bottom of why a lens cleaner and anti-fog has that name. I think there has to be a story behind that name, and I don't know what it is. Okay. So, uh, so that's so. If it's you, if you sent this to us, um, I'd like the backstory on uh, on the lens cleaner named cat crap and you can just email us we do a regular email it's hello at satellitesisters.com who are you cat crap who are you okay. it's a branding mystery list that I know. yes branding mystery right up my alley well while you're at it then try to figure out what went wrong with the warner discovery logo and motto oh that's my god terrible. yes that's okay <laughs> Julie, what's on your to-do list this week? I, I'm actually getting together with some girlfriends this weekend. So how about that? That's oh, a, that's, oh. that's that sounds almost you know it sounds like going to the movies. It sounds right. like something fun to do. So I'm looking forward to that. Congratulations! That yes. does sound fun. Okay, and I'm just continuing to read at a frantic pace, but I think we're assembling a really great beach bag books list. So it's worth it. I'm just going to put my caftan back on and read some more books. Okay, That's send the signal, Leon. It's caftan <laughs> time. Okay. All right, Liz, Julie, have a great week. You, you too, too Leon. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>